Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another amazing Geek Vibes Live interview. I'm your host, Tia, and I have with me a Ooh, such a special guest with me today. I am so excited to introduce you all to the one and only Ian McShane. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Tia. Good morning. Very good morning. Yes, Ian's in wonderful California right now, so I'm quite jealous about that, but he's very kind to speak with us today. Um, We only have one more episode left of American Gods Season 3. Episode 9 was just, wow. Please walk us through, I mean, just the intensity of Episode 9 and that insane conclusion between uh, Mr. Wednesday and Laura Moon. Well, we had to get the action sooner or later. I mean, you know, we've been threatening war for three years. And finally it came, and Laura's the one that stopped it. Um, I, I like the fact that they, they, unlike the book, and people seem obsessed sometimes by talking about the book, the TV show, the book, how far away from the book. It's a book of ideas, so the TV show is, you know, some people didn't like some of the ideas. Some of the, I think one of the better ones was to have Laura as a constant presence and a constant irritant to Mr. Wednesday, even though they only met in briefly episode series one and then series two but to have her to be the um the reason of wednesday's demise but on the other hand how do you know that wednesday didn't plan this anyway oh but it was all (laughs) well don't forget he organized her death Mm -hmm. or her semi-death i mean he didn't know that shadow had a wife so he had to get rid of her for shadow to fulfill all the things that that wednesday wants him to but she would never die properly so maybe it's kind of like his time and all his other plans have fallen apart. His plans for Demeter didn't work out. His plans for Ashley, we don't know about those, but you know he gave her the amulet before he goes downstairs to meet his death in the astronomy room. Um, there's all sorts of... Uh, Wednesday, you know, is waiting after after the disappointment that Tear tried to kill his son Shadow. He went out there and killed tear in the battle of the gods or whatever mythical then came out to earth and told shadow to carry on don't forget to ditch the car he had things to do and the next time you see him he's in a restaurant depressed because it's not things haven't worked out so he's decided but is that a con too is that a con on wednesday's behalf because wednesday always wants himself to be more interesting than maybe he is at that one any one particular time but um He's the one that keeps all the wheels in motion. And who's to say that his, you know, that Mr. World isn't a manifestation of his other son, Loki, the Joker, you know, Loki, the trickster. And there's all sorts of questions you can ask yourself. And you ask yourself after episode nine, because as you said, there's a certain amount of, and I hope it came across that Wednesday sort of half welcoming the spear, the same, you know, throw off these mortal shackles and let me, you know, go back to where I belong, rebreathe. And will then, in episode 10, Shadow, will Shadow take the responsibility and sacrifice himself for his dad? Will he sit vigil? Because one of the first things Wednesday ever said, 
to shadow was, you will do this, you will do this, and you will sit vigil for me if anything happens to me. And now he's dead. And now he, will he sit vigil? I First of all, I love what you said about, is this another con by Mr. Wednesday? Because you never know. Mr. Wednesday is full no. of tricks up his sleeves. And you also said something about how, you know, people kind of seem very married to the book, um, what happens in the book. And me personally, I loved season two. You had said in an interview prior to the season coming out, I believe that season two is very underloved. Um, how do you feel that season, uh, I'm sorry, season two was underloved, but how do you feel that season three is being received by people? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really checked. I mean, it's very difficult to check, at, you know, in this, with what's been going on the last year, how people are reacting or if they're watching it. I don't know the numbers. But, I mean, I always felt that, you know, because of the, uh, the reaction the show had originally, it's a much-loved loved book, which was finally, after much effort and sweat, was finally being brought to the television screens by a studio. Would they have the right sort of you know, would they have the right attitude towards the book, Brian and and Michael Green and season one? And I thought season one was just getting on track. Um, I thought we got, as I said before, I think it was a little overpraised. Some of it we were finding our feet. Season two, for other reasons, whatever went on because of the um, because of the departure of Michael and Brian, for whatever reasons, with you, I mean, you'll never find that one out. No matter how close you are to Michael, Brian, or the people at Fremantle and Stars, things happen. Things happen in life, and things happen. And then, you know, I mean, you're saying that you know, that, that season two had to happen, but you know, had to happen with a new showrunner. Difficult circumstances. What shape was the show going to have for season two? Um, we decided to make it. it. It was in the middle of when did we shoot? We shot it in 2018. And we had a lot of, uh, I thought, very interesting discussions about, about diversity and ethnicity during the show. It may have been a little heavy for some people, but that's the way it is. Um, I do miss the character of Orlando's character from the show. I and mean, that's one thing, reason. But who knows? If they decide to do a, a season four, maybe they'll bring him back for that. Um you never know if he'd wanted to come back. TV shows are very difficult, and with especially with one such as this, which has got such a following, and people who believe that they actually are the only ones who know what the show should be like. The show can take any forms. Season three, I think, has tried to make more of Shadow, which is what I think was one of the great difficulties of, uh, of, of adapting the book. He's making... The character, and this has got nothing to do with the actor. Ricky's done a fine job with Shadow. But making the character, who is basically a protagonist, but a questioning protagonist, questioning himself half the time. So when you've got that, who am I? Where am I? Why am I doing this? And they needed to get away from Mr. Wednesday. I think they've done that in season three. They've made put Wednesday on the road with Cordelia. And who is Cordelia? She doesn't happen by accident, even though she's a character not from the book. But we decided to make a, somebody that will perhaps become more interesting as we go on. It's Wednesday's Girl Friday. But even she is not just at random. I mean, he gives her his amulet in episode nine. Um, but Will, yes, yeah, Shadow has to take center stage, which I think he's done more in season three. Become his own man, living on his own, living in Lakeside, which presents its own problems. And Wednesday comes back and says, time, it's time you... It's time you came with me. 
for the final push uh, or whatever. Or, or so, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a difficult show balancing uh, people's expectations with what a writer sees and how he wants to expand the characters at the same time remaining true to the to the the story of the show. And the show is basically about ideas. It's about you know, it's a, it's about that overwhelming religion is not the best thing in the world. It's like the questions that Christopher Hitchens asked constantly about saying, why should the, all the three main religions, you know, they, you know, they all worship the same God and they all hate each other. Well, that's not much good. Um, but are you better off having sort of individual gods sometimes, you know, saying thank you very much. Oh, the tulips were really nice this year. Thank you to the God of flowers. I'll put a little something on the side. These are quirks of individual people, but people are people. They're not mass, you know, put this, you all get into a church together, it becomes a different thing rather than a farmer, you know, maybe cutting his finger and letting a little blood go into the soil, a sacrifice. They all talk about that. Or for the coming months, for the coming, you know, for the coming season, may the weather not be destroy everything. Um, so the, and the gods originally came across with, people brought their gods with them. They brought the good ones. But the tendency is that over the last 400 years, they've forgotten about them. And they now only believe in the myth of the evangelical church or the Baptist church or the, the church of, you know, whatever it means, the church of Scientology, for Christ's sake, you know, whatever, or any other mass religion. Instead of focusing on more of the little things, you know, be nice to your individual gods, but it'll be nice to you. Maybe you'll have a better life, you know. It doesn't consist of you, you know. God is not watching you all the time. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's been an interesting show. I mean, interesting ideas. It's this, it's this idea of people who have such a connection to God's religions. And we see Shadow having such a connection with Wednesday, which is what made season three so nice, as you said, him going off and being his own man. But then we also see Wednesday able to have his connections with other people other than shadows such yeah, as with yeah. cordelia with tear um what was it like working with say ashley reyes and dennis o'hare oh it's lovely ashley ashley's a very gifted she don't have it on stage this is her first um first adventures in the screen trade as we say uh and she was terrific to work with and we work you know when you work with somebody close together you say what do you want to do get some ideas and i wanted to impress on her from the start that uh as two characters that, you know, she believes, she's wondering all the time, how did I get this gig? What did I do? All I know is paying for this and he's doing this and these strange things come up. But if she's open-minded, but she is more than she is. She is more, it's not revealed yet, but that's, as I said, you, you want to make the show, it's a constant reveal. Who's this new character? It didn't work out with Demeter for Wednesday. It didn't work out with him. You know, his love finally went away, even though he was, you know, half looking forward to, spending some time with Demetri, he was spending more time, he was looking forward to spending more time with her money, probably, you know, towards his war. But that hasn't gone too well either. And then he has the meeting, you know, um, where Tia finally turns against him and kidnaps Shadow and he has to resort to whatever. He has the godly fight with Tia. And then he's he's like, he's, nothing's happening Wednesday, which is why I think you find him in that he, he, he summons Ash, Ash, he summons Cordelia to meet him in the restaurant, and he's depressed. It's like saying he's come to a decision. It's like saying, I'm going to finish this and then see if my son lives up to his expect, my expectations of him. In episode 10, 
I mean, I'm talking about this is Wednesday's view of, right. of the book. This is not the overall viewer's book. I mean, you've got all the other things happening with Hinzelman in the town. I'm glad they made Hinzelman a woman. Hinzelman was a man in the book, but I think it was much more interesting. We talked about that, making it a woman in the eventual, because it's, you know, as you say, much making a woman the source of, um, the source of uh, you know, matricide is much more powerful. A woman killing children than men? Well, you I don't, don't expect that, that from... You no, don't you don't. You really from, don't. Right? Yeah, that's why I mean it's so much more. Even though she's a monster, it was more of a uh, yeah. It's more shocking in a way. Um, and you got all this other stuff going on, um, but the main source of it is you know, um, and then Wednesday, and she turns up to kill Wednesday, which is quite right because he killed her in the first place. So why shouldn't she have her revenge? That's how I felt about it. Um, everyone else. No, maybe he's think. planned it. He said, yeah, yeah, I mean, he planned it. You know, the original thing was, you know, I'd love to have my son, but he's got a wife. I got to get rid of the wife. And that's, he got rid of the wife, you know, uh, I mean, through, 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 through the, um, through the leprechaun who she somehow they formed a relationship with, which wasn't in the book either. So there's been some really interesting developments outside of the book, but going back to the book as a blueprint for, Taking off again has been fascinating too. But this is when it goes back to the idea that, yeah, once the, yeah, this comes to the crux. There's got to be some kind of end to this war. Will this war happen or won't it? No, it ain't going to. So Wednesday is going to sacrifice himself and see if his son, in order for Wednesday to be born again, will his son sacrifice himself? We shall see. Tune in to episode 10 next week on your. <laughs> I mean, it, it made for a very interesting scene between you and Crispin Glover's Mr. World. Um, seeing and the two Peter Stomari. Peter Stomari. Well, we always said that if you're going to have a scene with three, with three not bad actors in it, let them you know, write a big scene for them and let them, you know, let them chew the wallpaper together. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. Yeah. Then it ends with, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, um, Peter, um, I mean, I love the fact, you know, they're such terrific actors to work with. And uh, so is it, I mean, yeah, it's great. It was great doing that scene. I mean, they were one, uh, all of you were so wonderful to see on screen in that scene and for the rest of um, season three. I can't wait for uh, episode 10 for people to see the conclusion to season three. Um You've just done such a wonderful job acting this entire time uh, as Mr. Wednesday Odin, crafting the cons, you know, to just pretty much fool everyone. But, um, Ian, you know, before we wrap up everything and I let you go back to stunning California, I, of course, have to ask, I would uh, not be doing my job right if I didn't ask, um, if you could give us any sort of update on, say, the next John Wick, John Wick 4. Oh, um, I spoke to, well, Keanu and I are good friends. I spoke to him the other day. I spoke to the director. And they're hoping, I mean, they're hoping now, they're writing the script now for uh, Chad uh, told me probably around about maybe like summertime, July. I mean, they're not going to do four and five again, which is what they announced two years. They were going to do four and five together, you know, or like do a four and five, which they often do. That's just a, That's just a sort of, stake a place in the cinema you know sort of saying in two years time that's that's when john wick's going to come out um so no they'll be doing four probably but i think you know maybe july august and i think it's going to be mostly in europe but uh, they're still working on the script i mean again there's a show which they can have a lot of 
options for? How do they work that one out? You know, with um, with this Mr. Winston, Winston and John Wick, are they? You know, and the Bowery King and whatever. Also, a great show to work on. You know, well, it's it's just Absolutely. fabulous, and you play uh, again a very. Um, a character who you don't always know what their intentions are. Would you say that that's typically the sort of characters you enjoy playing? Oh, absolutely. I think so, yeah. yeah <laughs> little, little enigmatic quality going on there. Yeah, well, no, Winston, I always, uh, I always thought that Winston, I mean, the thing is, you know, when, oh, Winston shot John Wick. You go, well, yeah, but he shot him with what is called as a gentleman's gun. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure that he shot him deliberately so he wouldn't kill him. Who knows? I don't, do you think Winston hates John Wick? I don't think so. I don't think so. so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ian. um, Nobody hates, nobody, nobody dislikes Keanu. Nobody can hate Keanu. You can't hate Keanu. That's just impossible. (laughs) No, he's a good, good kid. Um, besides American Gods and John Wick, before I let you go, is there anything else that you would like to promote that you have upcoming? No, we got a. I've got a project, a, a, a gangster London story, which uh, which it should be, which should, an eight parter, which we're still working on, uh, which could be called the Funeral of Jocko Duff, and there's a a, a movie called um, American Star, which all made, which is a possible in India, which I've been working on for a while with a Spanish director, a marvelous director called Gonzalo Lopez Gallego. I did a movie with called uh, Hollow Point a few years ago, which is a sort of a an existential hitman drama, but with more to it, all set on the uh, in the Canary Islands. So who knows? I mean, you're working on things, you're talking about things. Oh, and I've got a project with Keanu as well, which we're not going to talk about, which is uh, which is. Um, a half-hour comedy. I'll leave you with that. That should be intriguing. Okay. But I, I'm I saying nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> I respect uh, you staying mum on that. but um, Staying mum, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Ian, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. I can't wait for more American Gods and John Wick and all your other projects. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Di. You have a good weekend, yeah? Thank you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.